como 10 minutos. Okay. Nada más que eso y de ahí viene el, el, el sendero nuevamente de unos 3, 4 metros de ancho. Welcome to another edition of Strangers Abroad. This podcast is a series of conversations with the wonderful and weird people I met while backpacking throughout Latin America. These are the hitchhikers, the couch surfers, the expats, the thrill seekers, the mountain climbers, the volunteers, and society quitters. The people who, for one reason or another, made the decision to challenge themselves, to leave behind the comforts of home, venture out into the world to see what happens. Here we go. Michelle from Quebec danced into the shop, radiating with the same intensity and unquestioned enthusiasm some get when they take really great MDMA. But I'm sure she was just high on being alive. However, Michelle is not as naive as she seems. And to be honest, I was a little overwhelmed when I met her. I think one of the reasons I was, I'm gonna say it, I was a little threatened by Michelle in the beginning was because I saw parts of who I had been when I was her age, filled with optimism, baby-faced, and had intentionally thrust myself out of the nurturing womb of my homeland. So towards the end of my second backpacking journey, and with Latin America being a little rougher around the edges, I was getting a little tired and a little jaded. But I think the universe put Michelle and I together, so I was reminded to not lose sight of travel's splendor and why I chose to dedicate my youth to it. So once I got over my own insecurities and began connecting with Michelle, we became a powerhouse. Michelle inhales philosophy like it's what keeps her alive. As we would make cappuccinos and help customers together in the shop, I would get visions of what our past lives would have been like. Michelle and I would be sitting around with Simone de Beauvoir in a clouded personal library, staining the shelves of books with our smoke, discussing gender and sex, living off of coffee and toast. I think the reason I was threatened by her is because we're so similar. We are both brimming with too many ideas, creations, and passions to fill one body. We both want to know everything, which is our blessing and curse. However, our thoughts and intensity hide our lack of direction. We are both trying to balance a very delicate emotional ecosystem inside of us, excited and overwhelmed by the infinite possibilities the world holds, yet simultaneously humbled and saddened by our own purposelessness. Like we're both running out of time because there's too much to do, too many conversations to have, too many books to read, too many places to explore, too many people to love. Michelle and I, we get lost too quickly. This is why we both thrive off of travel. It gives us a direction and each turn holds unlimited possibilities. Every choice is ours to make that knocks down the domino paved path of new people, food, and ideas around the corner. We are our truest selves when we are abroad. And I saw that in Michelle, me four years earlier, which is why I was thrown off initially. Maybe I wanted to warn her how the endless list of what you need to learn, do, love, and explore never ends. And sometimes it just feels good to settle down. Michelle has grown with grace and strength and has a little more direction since we last spoke. 
after leaving Arequipa and has now moved to Australia. Here's her story. Bonjour, mon ami. How did you end up in Australia? Oh my, I just... Wait, you, so you, did you know I, I dropped out of school and everything and decided to stay in Peru? Yes. Yeah. Okay, and then I was like, well, you know, why not go to Australia? Just, you know, just, why not? Just I why guess. not? Yeah. And I came to Melbourne, had no plans, just winged it as usual. And now I'm, again, like, supervising this cat, like, this cafe, basically the same job I had, Chak Chow. Right. And it's it's cool. I, I am, it was tough at the beginning. Melbourne's a big city, but I'm really falling in love with it. Sometimes I'm just like, damn, I need to go brunch in with the girls from Peru. Yeah. I meet you girls so fucking much. Well, what are some of the patterns that you find in the people that you meet while traveling? Do you find that you, are like, are there any commonalities or... Is it just like so, whoever blows my way? It's funny because the more I go, the less boring people I encounter. And the more people around me are so incredibly interesting. And then I realize, well, wait, maybe it's just because everyone is very interested, interesting. But I just, you know, maybe I was closed to, I don't know, to get to know any pe- to get to know people and stuff like that. But I would say definitely... The people that I serve, I think you, you, you attract what you, you give, you know? So the people that I met on my on my travel has have been, I don't know, really inspiring. Everyone has such a cool backstory. They're creating their own path. And that's awesome. Not everyone can do that. Not everyone has the courage to, you know, just walk their own way. Why do you think it takes courage? <laughs> Why do you think it's hard for people to just say, fuck it? Well, for once, obviously, I think, obviously, society tells us, I guess there's always going to be this pressure to fit in. And obviously, when you you go your own path, well, you have the chance to be marginalized and ostracized. And so that's another thing as well. You know, I think it takes a lot of courage, but also a lot of strength. And so the people that I meet who have done that, who have created you know the life they wanted instead of just falling into a pattern these people have such a good relationship with themselves because they are exactly where they want to be and they're the one who chose that you know and if they weren't happy they would just change how did you find the courage to not go down the conventional path for a little while uh Yeah, so I went to university after spending a year in South America. My parents, they both went to university for over 10 years. You know, they were telling me, you're going to find yourself, you're going to love it. And I went to university, and I tried so hard. But, you know, I tried so hard to love it, but it did not feel right. It just felt so wrong. You can't explain it. There's just this feeling inside of you. You know, you're not in balance with who you are truly but I only realized that when I was away when I uh, came back to Peru that's when I realized hey that's that's not where I'm I should be right now where I should be right now is here in Peru and that's why I decided to stay in Peru it just felt so much better 
But sometimes we, we forget to ask ourselves how we feel, you know? We try and force ourselves to feel a certain way. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking 100%. about. A hundred percent. We are kind of socialized to either ignore those feelings or not even learn how to, like, put words yeah. to them. Like, I think a lot of people have feelings within them that they can't even verbalize because we don't put value on that of like I'm not happy and I don't know how to be happy because I think that there's a lot of people who do end up achieving like oh my god I have the perfect husband I got a career my house is amazing and that they still feel unsatisfied because they don't have that connection with themselves so what is it about travel that you think inspires and I'm not saying that travel is the only way to do this but like I think travel does exemplify it and I think it you become so much more of your own person at such a higher velocity so what do you think it is about travel that forces people to to deal with themselves I would say as cliche as it sounds you have to get out of your comfort zone the only way to grow is to challenge yourself and you know what sometimes you're gonna fall and it's gonna hurt and you're gonna fall so hard and you're gonna make so many mistakes but you know what at the end of the day that's the only way to learn and to grow is to fall and the more you fall the better you get at getting up again and at fighting that's what happens when you travel you know people think traveling is always fun because they only see the Instagram pictures but half of the travel is good luck and the other half is bad luck and sometimes in really 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 bad luck all by yourself you have to take it up upon you and be like right I'm in a place where I don't want to be right now but I am gonna get over it and that's the beauty of it you get over it and then you realize wow I can do this and that's when you realize that nothing is impossible and the limits that you have are only the limits you set yourself. Oh my God, little motivational speaker over here. It's <laughs> amazing. Do you have any specific moments that you could share about messing up or making a mistake or something really awful happened and how you bounced back and became stronger from it? I would say a good one was when I was in Bolivia and I got salmonella and it was awful. I've never felt such a sharp pain in my life. And I was in this clinic and my Spanish was still not that good. And I was all alone and, you know, it it was not a pretty picture. I'm I'm not going to go too much into details, but... I had a really terrible time, but even though I was in pain, I tried to tell myself, look, Michelle, from now, it's only going to get better. So yes, right now you're in pain, but now you're in the clinic. They're going to give you some antibiotics. You're going to get better. It's going to get better. You know? Totally. How long were you there for? Actually, I wasn't even there for long. You know, I was only there for maybe one or two days, and then they gave me some antibiotics, and then I was good to go. And and even that, it makes you realize, now I think going through that helped me. Now, every time I have a, a bad situation, I try and think, you know what, Michelle, it could, be, it could always be so much worse. 
Because even though I've had bad locks, I, you know, at the end of the day, yes, okay, I was sick, but I could actually go to a clinic. There was a clinic, you know? Right. Or if someone stole my stuff, it happens. But you know what? It's only stuff. At the end of the day, it's not, you know, something happened to someone I know or stuff like that. It, it, it's only stuff. So you, it, it helps you sometimes have this tendency to get very anxious very easily about even the tiniest stuff. And so having gone through that helps me now. Whenever I, you know, I'm facing an obstacle or a, hard, a tough situation, I just try and, you know, rationalize it mm-hmm. and just say it, it could be so much worse. It could be. It's all going to be okay. It could be so much worse. Do you think that getting through a lot of the stuff you have been through, especially like quitting school, moving to literally the opposite end of the world, and then again moving to the other opposite end of the world, all before the age of like 22, right? You're like not even. Do you think that a lot of it is a mentality? How much do you think of travel and exploring is just kind of having a more positive shift on things. And do you think that travel encourages you to have more of a positive shift? Because you do know that, like, this could be way worse. (laughs) Well, I just remember, like, the first time I was in Albania, we, like, crossed the border. We had been on a bus for, like, six hours at that point. And I really needed to pee. And there was like a little convenience shop that had a bathroom in it. And there were a few other women who needed to use the bathroom. But none of us had, two of them were Albanian, but none of us had any money because we had just come from Greece. And the shop owner was like, you have to buy something in order to use the bathroom. And these women started using me as like a negotiator. They're like, she's an American. Like you need to treat her better because like, she's not one of us. Like at least let her. And I was like, no, 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 this is ridiculous. So he didn't let any of us pee. We went to behind the convenience store and we all popped a squat. And I just like remember thinking to myself, welcome to Albania. But like, this could be so much worse you know where it's like this is what I have to do right now this is my first 10 minutes in a new country here we are and that makes me appreciate the toilets in in Latin America because it's like well at least there are some even though like to our standards they are they are they're not and I like also really love American bathrooms Like, that is one thing. Like, I, the one thing that I missed so much while traveling throughout Latin America is just the little hook on the inside of the door so you can hang your backpack or coat or whatever. I missed that so much. That was, like, honestly, it was, like, that and drinking tap water were the two things that I was, like, this is what I miss, and I cannot wait to have those things again. It definitely does make you appreciate the things that we have in more developed... No, I was going to say, it makes you appreciate things as well. But I think more than that, it makes you appreciate just life in in general because, how can I say that? You know, when you travel, everything is new, everything is exciting. But when, the, the problem is that we lose this mentality when we come back, quote unquote, in to the real life. Whereas... My life now 
I decided I just want to do my own thing. I'm traveling. And so even though, let's say I'm working, I've been working at the same cafe for the last four months. And yes, I've had this routine, but I don't want to have, I don't want to stop having this travel mentality where you are constantly amazed at new things. You know that little laneway I pass every morning before going to work? It's a beautiful one, but it, ha it, you know, it stays beautiful day after day. So I think it's important to remember to constantly being in, in awe of everything around you. Sometimes you forget that. And that's the problem. You say you miss the, the things of more developed country, but why not, on the other hand, stop taking those things for granted and just start appreciating everything you have, whether you're in a not developed country or you're in a developed country. See, in Peru, I didn't have a lot, but every day it was sunny. And then I never took it, because maybe probably because I'm Canadian, I never took that for granted. And every day, it's stupid, but I would wake up with a huge smile on my face and I would tell myself, yes, another hot, sunny day, you know? And that is something that does, like, I don't know what it is. It gets so quickly swept away and it doesn't even matter, like, where you live. You know, it doesn't matter if you live in Toronto or Italy yeah. or New York. No matter, regardless of how incredible these places are, like, I feel so jaded from New York because it's my home. Whereas, like, so many people would be like, New York fucking city, you know? And I'm like, eh, it's like, okay. It's like, yeah, it's cool. You know? And it's like, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? So what do you yeah. think that is? Like, why do you think humans, why do you think we do that to ourselves? And I think it's understandable to some extent, especially in big cities. That was hard for me going to Melbourne because people are, everyone is living in their own little bubble, you know, doing their own thing. And, you know, they get to the to my cafe where I work the, in the morning. And uh, I don't know, this time the the coffee, they usually take drink their coffee with sugar. And one of the baristas, they forgot to put sugar in their coffee. And it literally ruins their day. But at the end of the day, you have to remember, hold up, it's only a coffee, you know, it's not the end of the world. But we get so caught up in our little bubble that we don't even realize that we have the chance to have amazing speciality coffee in Melbourne. You have the chance to have this really cool coffee in the morning. You know, you get to work you in this really cool place that you like, but we all forget that because we take it for granted. And... This is why I want to keep this travel mentality where nothing is taken for granted. Because when you travel, you don't even know if you'll have, like I said, a roof on top of your head. You don't even know when or what is going to be your next meal. Yeah, I guess it's just, this is what I do every day. So I expect that it's going to yeah. be the same at all times. Making it easy to just be like, well, if I go out and explore and if I go outside of my routine, that's more challenging because I have to make different decisions my routine, all of my decisions have been made for me. This is what the attitude people have towards other people. When you travel, like I said, you're you're very curious, right? Everything is new. You want to discover everything. You're going to talk to everyone in your hostel. Everyone sounds so interesting. And then you come back to, your real world, to the real world and you don't even know your neighbors. You don't even have this curiosity to, to talk to people all around you. But they are still super interesting. This is what I meant, I, I think, when I said that 
everyone, I don't meet boring people anymore because I realize everyone has a story to tell. Every, everyone, you know, lives stuff and has experiences. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I, I was just listening to a, another podcast that was like, it doesn't matter what someone's race, gender, sexuality, able-bodied privilege, whatever. You can't hate somebody if you know their story. And I think that, I think that sharing stories and getting to know people on like a slightly deeper level, like we can't help but be like automatically more compassionate towards them. But like I think for the most part, you could really open up to somebody that you might have been very prejudiced against if you just listened to them. Yeah. Tell me a time yeah. that you, that a stranger helped you. So, so many times. You know what? Actually, I have more than one example. I remember I hitchhiked a lot in Chile. Awesome. We, my friend and I, um, tried to take as less bus as possible and I, hitchhike as much as possible yeah we yeah take bus as less as we could and hitchhike as much as possible and i'm not gonna lie everyone who picked us up were just so nice and helpful and really wanted us to enjoy their country and they would give us you know tips and advice on what to do and depending on where we were going they were trying to you know drop us as close as uh, they could of our destination some of them even gave us our you know their numbers if there's anything you call us just let us know if you're in trouble um there's a guy who even called i remember the bus station to make sure you know there were some buses going to where we wanted to go and it, it's beautiful I, I feel this connection with those people because you're going to meet them for such a short period of your time Sometimes, you know, only a few hours, you know, you were, you're just hitchhiking with them and you get to learn so much about them and you share so much in those hours. And that's what I realized. Uh, I probably know more about them than 70% of my friends on Facebook know about me and they know more about me, you know, than 70% of my friends on Facebook know about me. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. And... Yeah, and then you, you you would just get up the car, and they don't expect anything. You know, they just give you this ride, and they give you those advice, and they leave. And 95% of the time, you don't even know their names. That Because that's not important. And that's something I really realized while hitchhiking in Chile. No one gives out their name. You don't. People don't tell you how they're called, and you don't tell them how you're called. But you're going to tell them where you traveled, what sports are you into, um, what's your favorite movie, you know, or anything, or what they love about their country, and it's it's pretty interesting. It's So I would say those these strangers have helped me so much. They have, um, the, everyone who, who picked us up while we were hitchhiking, we only had really good experiences, and they had their heart on their sleeve, for sure. That's, I agree 110% with you. I hitched throughout Germany, the Netherlands, and Ireland every damn time. Every damn time I hitchhiked, it was the best fucking day. Because the, I I don't know what it is. Like, the universe just is like, you are taking the riskiest thing. Especially as 
being a woman and I was fortunate enough to be yeah. and you were fortunate enough to be very rewarded by like taking that chance you know like yeah so my like my best yeah. days my best days were hitchhiking days I could like oh oh god I could talk so much about that that was the first time that you had hitched yeah that was a Wow. Yeah, but it was in Chile, and it was just, oh, it was such a beautiful experience. It really gave me back faith in humanity, really, to just see. And same, I've, I've, uh, it's a, in, the, in the same vein, I think I did a lot of couch surfing in Chile and Argentina. And same, people are just so amazing and giving and welcoming. Yeah. And... It's not something you see every day in big cities such as, you know, New York or Montreal or Melbourne. So what have you learned since you have decided to travel that you don't think you could learn in university? Okay, so how many hours do I have to respond to this question? I know. (laughs) Or I've developed a lot of my empathy, for sure, because also I, I know how it is to to be in a place where you don't know anyone. I know how it is to feel, you know, alone. Because like I said, you know, traveling, is it's fun, but sometimes it's not that fun. And I know how it feels to be in a bad luck and to feel alone and, I don't know, meeting so many people with so many stories. Oh. I don't. Oh man, Adrian, what a question! I know. How 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 do I even begin? Pretty much everything. The person who I am right now would be so incredibly different, you know, if I had never left Canada, if I had only stayed at home. Oh my God, it, it, it it's a bit it's a bit scary to think about it. Yeah. It's obviously obviously I grew so much as a person. And I, it gave me a lot of humility because, and obviously I think, you know, when you're young, you, you, you often, you tend to think the whole world revolves around you. Um, I think traveling, it's, it's a bit of a, like a, if, if the world hits you with a brick in your face, it's like, hey, wake up. There's not only you, you know, it's so definitely humility is up there. I'm a lot more humble also to to the world around me. Like I said, I don't take what I have for granted anymore. Oof, I don't know. What about you? Tell me, what have you learned? Oh, my God. I mean, you definitely become more reflective. You learn that you can't run away from your problems, that your problems that you have at home aren't just because they're home they're because they're with you and like you got to deal with your shit <laughs> because it's not going anywhere Absolutely. when you travel you're obliged to face them sometimes because when you're at home and you don't feel good are oh, you gonna call your friend or you're gonna call your mom or yeah you know maybe you're gonna watch a screen just try not to think about it but when you travel you have to face it it's you have no other options. head on there's no other options do you think that you'll ever go to university i actually yeah i i want to study social work that i think that's what i want to do it might change who knows but at the moment that's really what i would uh, i would like to do and after 
in, in 2017, in the beginning of the New Year's, I really want to try and see if I can make it possible for me to study here in Melbourne. Yeah. That would be because amazing. Because that's the thing, I feel if I, if I had a degree in social work, I could continue to, you know, work and live and travel abroad, maybe more specialized skills. Yeah. And maybe I could bring more of my potential into into the world and, you know, give, give, give back more, you know. Totally. And give, really give back as much as I can. Totally. Because that's another thing I realized when I traveled, is that I've been given so much in this life. I It's insane. And, yes. and I took so much out of this life already. And I'm only 22. And I know I will never be able to give back to this world as much as I have received. But I want to try every day to give as much as I can. And that's why I want to, I think I, I will want to study. I don't know, maybe I won't be ready. But whenever I'm ready, I want to study and to really make sure I give back. Out of all the places <laughs> you've been to, out of all the places you've been to, which one surprised you the most? I'll go with Chile. Why? Because I had absolutely no expectations of this country. Usually when I travel, I just wing it. You know, I, I have no plans. I'll just figure it out when I'm there. But I really didn't know anything about Chile. That's okay. Nothing. And I was just so pleasantly surprised by, well, first of all, the landscapes. They are amazing. It's a beautiful country. But more than that, it was a people. The people there are just so incredibly welcoming and I was really surprised by that. I did not think people would be so generous and giving and happy. And every time I meet a Chilean, I feel obliged to say that, that the, the Chilean people are, they're, they're amazing. And that's where also I started doing also, I, I think, you know, a lot of hitchhiking, a lot of couch surfing, and it just really amazed me to see how, I don't know, generous and loving those people are. So I was, and you know, maybe I just, I was lucky or I don't know, but I ne never expected that from Chile. I have very good memories from that country. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What is like a, a quote either that like motivates you or keeps you going that you guys say in Quebec? It's a quote, actually, it's from The Little Prince. It's my oh. favorite book. So this this quote for me is really important because one of the hard part no one tells you about traveling is constantly meeting incredible, amazing people and then having to leave them and to tell them goodbye. And it can get hard sometimes because you feel like everyone you meet just leaves you or you leave them. But I think for me, it, on the other hand, it encourages me to, to really form deep bonds and connect with people because I know that I only have a short amount of time with them. And that's true with everyone, even at home. We take people for granted, like I said, but nothing lasts forever. So it really forces me to, to make the most out of every encounter. And so for me, this saying is really is really important. In French, it goes, On risque de pleurer un peu si l'on s'est laissé apprivoiser. And it translates in English as, 
you risk tears if you let yourself be tame. And it's true, because sometimes it's sad, but for me, I'd rather be sad because I know it meant something. If I was never sad when people left, it would mean it never, you know, I never had any meaningful connections. So for me, it's always important. Yep. God damn it, Michelle. That is goddamn beautiful. Like that was so eloquent. You become so much more appreciative of like, I may be in this cab only for five minutes, or I may be fortunate to spend months with people, but you, you become very appreciative of like the mere chance that you got to meet somebody. Yeah. They'll blow your fucking mind. Oh, Michelle, this was amazing. This was amazing. Hold on, I'm gonna stop recording really quick and then. Michelle and I were a power team. If working in a cafe could ever become an Olympic sport, we would win the gold medal. Michelle has a sixth sense that allows her to predict your needs before you even realize what it is. We became a seamless team while making friends with every local or traveler that came through Chok Chow's doors. We learned how to perfect the art of charm, to range in more and more tips together than we could have done alone. I sometimes think that there's a calling for some people, for those of us who choose to leave home and explore. Ever since I was a kid, I've had this strange pull for, the only way I can describe it is a nostalgia for something I haven't experienced yet. And I think that Michelle hears that same song. Maybe we listen closely to our somatic maker, the part in your brain where the sensations in your body tells you if a choice feels wrong or not. It's like your gut feelings or your inner rudder. There's a saying that the reason one travels is to run away from something or run towards something. I believe that Michelle is kind of caught between the two, foregoing the unquestioned college attendance and an urge to chase something larger, some vision that needs to be born. Her heart is sometimes too big for this earth. Sí, vamos a llamarles y y decidimos. A Don Luis. Sí. Ah, ya sí. Ah, eso mío. Ya. Porque también pueden ir. Los puedo ir a dejar. Ustedes caminan y volver con él. In our next episode, we meet Rodrigo, a Peruvian teen who works with us at the chocolate shop. Chuck Chow exposes him to an international community of expats and travelers, which solidifies his spiritual anguish to go and explore new lands and languages. But when I started to learn English, I started to come here to Chuck Chow, but in the, in the way I realized that I like to, to talk to strangers right. and I like to know more about cultures, about the people, about music and everything. Next time on Strangers Abroad. <laughs>